Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Montgomery Entrepreneur and Digital Marketing Agency owner. Today, my guest is Genesis Eeks. She is a leadership coach who is developing the leaders and teams of mission-driven organizations, enabling them to accomplish their vision for their community industry and the world. Genesis, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Amy. I am excited to be here today. So yeah, we're going to have a great time. So what's been your journey in getting to where you are today and ending up in leadership coaching? Oh my goodness. Uh, It's interesting because I do a lot of different things. It's not just leadership coaching, but I would say that the journey that brought me to the coaching specifically has been probably 25 years in the making. So I've been training and developing people for well over 25 years now. And one of the things that I found because I have a high value for effectiveness. If something is just not working, it just drives me nuts. And I'm like, let's scrap this and find out something that does work. And that was one of the things that I kept coming across time and time again, was that people needed information, which is the training piece of things. They don't have information that they need to be able to take some different steps, which was great. So that was one key component, but there's this other piece what that I kept finding over and over again, was that people would attend training sessions. They would go to conferences, they'd be at meetings and they would get all of this amazing information be like, this is awesome. I'm going to go do this. And then real life sets in. <laughs> Let's be honest. They're back at their desks. They're back working. Their team's going crazy. All of this stuff is happening and everything that they learned even 24 hours earlier just flies out the window because there was nothing that would really make it hit the pavement of their world, the pavement of their life. And so that's where the coaching piece comes alongside of training and development. Cause I think it's not an either, or it's really a both. And so when we can give people the information that they need and then come alongside of them and say, okay, great, you've got this knowledge now. How are you going to practically implement this? And what does that look like? So just one example really quickly. So I was working with uh, some clients and organization a while back, and they're really working on how do we want to create this more empowering culture? We want to create this whole thing with empowerment's a big deal. We're trying to raise up new leaders. So we did this whole training piece. The leaders were functioning great. They're like, okay, we've got this. Thanks so much. And then exactly what I said, they get back to the office. And what was happening was that people were missing deadlines. That was their number one issue. (laughs) Okay. I'm all for empowering. I'm trying really hard not to micromanage all of these things that I'm not supposed to do. But yeah, I've got these people that are missing deadlines. Things aren't getting done. Help. What do I do? So that's where the coaching piece comes alongside them. And we help pull that out of them and develop that specific plan of how do we action off of this in this specific situation. So that's the journey, a long answer, maybe to help explain that journey of why leadership coaching, why is that important? How did we get there? Yeah, I love that. So what is the new normal for businesses now? Oh my gosh. I think it, it. Hopefully it's obvious for people. Maybe it's not. It's a loaded question. 
Yeah, probably. But the new normal really is hybrid, remote, flexible. That is our new normal. And I think when people are not recognizing that's the new normal, that's where we're running into conflicts is that people that are not ready to accept or they're trying to fight against it or something along those lines, but that's our new normal. So how are businesses struggling to change and establish a new culture? I think that the struggle to establish this new culture or even to change is not necessarily a new one. It's one that I've been working with organizations with for years. And that struggle with culture is really the difference between having it by default or by design. That's in a nutshell what it is, because every culture, I think the misnomer is people think that they don't have a culture. Oh, we need to create a culture. No, actually you have one. You might not like your culture. You might not (laughs) like what's there. It might not be something that you intentionally designed, but every culture or every organization, every team has a culture. And that's the whole idea that as a leader, you can actually influence that you can actually design it. You can create it. You can be intentional about the culture that you want. And I think that's where it's a window of opportunity right now, because everything has changed so much. People are more willing leaders all over the place are going, wow, we need to put some intentionality behind this. I'm like, yes, yes, you do. And we can help you create that. So what are some of the ways to accept remote working and make that the new norm? If somebody is still at that place where they're hoping everyone just comes back (laughs) and starts to work in the office 24, because there are some organizations that are still like, let's try to come back. Yes, absolutely. Now there's a lot of organizations that are still in that mindset. And I don't know that it's the entire organization. There are certain leaders that are definitely still in that mindset. I was saying, let's just get everybody back. This will solve all of our problems. I don't think that's going to solve anything necessarily. It just creates new issues. And like I said before, I think one of the biggest things is just to stop fighting it when they can just stop fighting it and realize that, no, we have a new normal again. They don't have to like it. They don't have to be all for it or think it's the best thing in the world, but there's something that happens when we just say, okay, this is what is happening right now. And then they can put their energy behind making that work. That is what changes the momentum of everything. Cause all of a sudden your creativity goes to solving the problem that you're trying to solve. Cause usually it's not Oh, are, do we have people in the office or not in the office? The issue that they're trying to solve is how do we get our teams to function better? How do we get people to work together? How do we get our products out? How do we serve clients? It's more those questions versus are we in the office or out of the office? And when we can just put that aside and say, okay, this is normal. Now, what do we want to do? Yeah. They're going to, they're going to find a lot more creative and innovative answers. I think what we're seeing is where the term that I'm hearing over and over, and I liked it myself and uh, adopted it is it's a great reshuffle. That's what we're seeing. Cause it started out last year. We were hearing a lot of terms called like the great resignation. Cause everybody was like leaving their jobs in droves and the numbers of people like the astronomical numbers that were voluntarily leaving their job was just 
crazy. But when we actually took a pause for a minute and we're able to look at the data, say, yes, there's a huge amount of people that were leaving their jobs, but they weren't leaving the workforce. They were literally just reshuffling. They were going from this industry to this one, shifting from here to over here. And so we didn't really lose. In fact, we gained people overall in the workforce, which is encouraging to look at it from that perspective. But I think that what is happening is that employees are voting with their feet, if you will, saying yes. that because people don't leave companies, they leave people. First and foremost, and if they have a terrible boss or they've got terrible working conditions and this boss is making their life a living hell, for lack of a better word, then they're like, you know what? Life's too short and I don't have to stay here. I don't have to take this. And that's where we're seeing people voting with their feet because we're not necessarily seeing a loss of jobs overall in like industries or anything like that. It just goes back to how are we treating our people? That's interesting. So should they focus on the organization as a whole or individuals when it comes to creating culture and establishing how things are going to be going forward? Yeah, I don't think it's an either or question. And I think for leaders in particular, they are responsible for establishing the vision and communicating what the mission is. And then when they can establish that vision and mission, because vision leaks, I know that's like a weird thing to think, but people forget why they're at the company. What does our company do? Why do we exist? They forget that all the time. And what people are looking for is a way that they can connect the best of who they are to something that matters. And so I think when it comes to creating company culture, it's the leader's responsibility to make sure that that vision and the mission and how we do this is always in front of the people. But then that just provides a framework. And then the individuals contribute the strength of who they are every day. And the strength of who they are is actually the fuel that keeps the whole organization moving forward. So to me, it's both. It's a both and. So what's your blueprint for long-term success? Oh my gosh, this is a crazy simple answer, but really the, the biggest thing you can do is growth. In a nutshell, the blueprint for success is growth. That is something that I stumbled across oddly enough years ago because it was just, in some ways it seems intuitive and in other ways it's really not because growth is an intentional process and it does not matter whether it is your best day or your best year ever in business, or it is your worst. The only guarantee that tomorrow will be better than today is if we're growing period. Cause even if I, and I have seen this happen, especially, oh my gosh, we've seen such huge shifts in organizations and industries just through the pandemic. And now we're in those endemic stages, hopefully knock on wood somewhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the phase that we're in. And we're seeing these shifts that have happened. These amazing organizations that were at the top of their game and literally like overnight, seemingly it's like, where did they go? And because nothing in our universe is stagnant. And so if we are not moving forward, if we are not growing and we don't have that intentional plan for that growth, then there is no long-term success. There's no long-term sustainability. Yeah, that's so true on so many levels. And I've, I, I can just say that thinking back to different organizations that I've worked for 
throughout my career, I can definitely vouch for that, that the ones that chose not to move forward were the ones that didn't make it. Yeah. They ended up, even if it was like a part of the business, if they just kept on doing the same thing over and over again, they just didn't last. Yeah. Interesting. Especially when it's successful. And I think that's the misnomer in all of it is because usually people are like, if something fails, of course you got to grow through that. Yeah. When something doesn't work right, we're highly motivated to fix it and move forward and to grow from it. But when something's successful, the tendency is to rest on the laurels of that and then create systems and processes and all of these things around it that end up putting us into obsolescence and not that long. Yeah, it's it's absolutely true. And it's interesting because it's like, it's so easy to get in that mindset of this is how we've always done it. And it's always given us an ROI and it's always moved us forward. You can't stay in that if you want Mm -hmm. to continue to beat the competition and because they're not following the old ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Can you share some of your client success stories with us? Sure. That's always an interesting question, right? Um, I would say, so one of my favorites that I've been watching, because a lot of times when so I work in the people development business, I'm working on growing, helping organizations grow their people. And it's a little bit different process because sometimes if you have a project or you're project based and say, okay, did we, did we get the ROI on this? Did we meet these numbers? Yes or no. But when you're in the people development business, that ROI looks a little bit different, right? And sometimes it can be a little bit longer burn time to see some of those successful moments. And although there's day-to-day success, some of those bigger moments can take longer, especially when we're talking about the benefits from culture. So this is, I'll share a little bit of how culture can really work for you. If you can be intentional about it, I have a client that I've been working with for a lot of years and about two years before the pandemic, they started getting really intentional about their culture and saying, okay, we want to stop doing this whole thing by default. Yep. We're, we're doing some things well, but we really want to get intentional about the culture that we're creating. And so we started going after this and culture is one of those things. that's like steering a big ship. You don't want to like and topple everybody over. And so you got to take these incremental steps. So a couple of years, so we're, we're working on this and they're really starting to get some traction and some momentum on this culture that they're intentionally going after. And a lot of it's about creating some empowerment and raising up more leaders within their organization. And the other thing, oddly enough, that they were going after was ways that people could show up and not be scared of conflict. Because in now some organizations are there, they have lots of the, these challenging conversations and lots of conflict going on and people have hurt feelings. This organization had the opposite. They actually liked each other too much. their teams were, they just cared about each other so much that they didn't want to say how they really felt about something. And so things just wouldn't come to the surface. They would just get buried. Issues would get buried and then just bubble up and smolder and that kind of stuff later because they were struggling because I really like this person and I don't want to hurt their feelings. And I don't want to say, see, we started just creating space 
for it within their culture for people to be able to really show up with their authentic self. So fast forward, we're now in the middle of the global pandemic. And like everyone else, they're pivoting, they're adjusting, everyone's remote. How are we going to do this? And one of the stellar things, because they are part of an industry, one of the industries that got hardest hit during the pandemic. So they had some major challenges that they were coming up against, like just revenue just dropped out the bottom like in no time at all. But they were able to lean on the culture that they had built. They were able to lean in. They had all of those tough conversations. They were able to innovate and create their way out of it. They did not lose one employee during that entire process. They were able to stop the bleeding, if you will, and turn the tide. And now they are on the upswing and they are just as busy as they have ever been and are really in that growth mode of stepping out of any of those challenges that they had. So I think that's a huge success moment for them and just what the power that culture has when you can do it. I love that. So what do you think has been your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey? Oh my gosh, you're going to think that I'm beating a dead horse here, but (laughs) honestly, it is the truth that I live and die by really is that growth is that lifelong journey. That was the biggest mindset shift for me that just changed the entire trajectory of my life. Because I would say I'm a results-oriented person. <laughs> I'm very much that go-getter type A. Okay, set a goal in front of me. I'm going to crush it. That's where we're going. And what happened to me early on in my career was that I got what I call like destination disease. So a goal would be out in front of me and it started early. I graduate, get my degree. Got it. Okay, done. Now that I have my degree, I've arrived. And then that wasn't so true. Oh, wait, I need a job. Got it. Okay. Get my job. Okay. Oh, get a better job. Got that. And it was just all of these destination points that I would set in front of myself. And I had no idea because it left me frustrated, to be honest. So early on in my career, this driven mentality that I had, right, was frustrated in, in that space of going, why isn't somebody that has that position higher than me or that has this other job or the dream job that I want? Why aren't they noticing me? Why aren't they giving me a shot? Why, when is it my turn? All of these things were going through my head and frustration obviously was the outcome. And it wasn't until I had a great mentor that just sat me down and was like, Hey, I don't think you get it. Said from the time you were born, Someone had an intentional plan for your growth and development. Your parents knew from the time you were born, they had this whole idea that, oh my gosh, we have this tiny baby and we need to make sure that she can one day feed herself. (laughs) She can walk and talk and do all of these things. And they had an intentional plan to help me do those things. When I started in school, the school system had an, a plan. They, especially you look at it from a district level, they're taking you from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. And they say, okay, we're going to take this little four or five-year-old and we're going to take them all the way till they're 18. When they're 18, they're going to be here at this level, able to do these things. You join a degree program in college or university and similar thing. Then you get out in the workforce and... No one tells you it's your job. 
no one tells you, you're like, okay, where's my growth plan? Who's setting me up? What hoops do I need to, what tests do I take? Where do I go to arrive? And it wasn't until I realized, no, first and foremost, it is my responsibility to steward my own life and to set myself up. What do I want to learn? Where do I want to go? Who do I want to be? And to then steward that and make those things happen in my life. So that in a nutshell (laughs) is really the truth. And that's what I love to be able to help organizations with. So coming alongside HR departments and development programs and everything and helping them unlock their people and saying, Hey, let's help you find your path. This is what our organization has to offer. And if this is not the right place for you, there's lots of other organizations that might be a good fit and finding those right people that are meant to be in your organization and that are going to thrive and really add the best of who they are. Yeah. I love that. It's so important. If you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? I think it would just be to take that responsibility for your own growth. I would have taken that sooner if I could go back. And then that's the thing. When I get opportunities, sometimes I have opportunities to speak with high school students or students that are graduating from college. And that is the piece of advice that I consistently give them is if you don't take responsibility for your own growth and development, then somebody else will. And you might not like where they want to put you just exactly like what you were saying, Amy, like where they wanted to put you, the trajectory that they had for you was not really what the goals and aspirations you had for your own life and realizing that it wasn't their responsibility. And you're like, Hey, you know what? I can make a different choice. How cool is that? (laughs) Getting to be able to do that and realize that we're on equal footing here and it's my responsibility to steward my life. And I think that is, that's the biggest piece of advice. If I could help anyone, the sooner people get that, the better off they are in the world. And yourself, the opportunities Mm -hmm. that you're looking for bottom line. It's when you know what you're looking for. It's amazing how you can find it. Yes, yes. It's amazing how you can find it. But when you are waiting for someone else to tell you what you're looking for, or just notice me, give me that hand up, show me what to do or any of those things, then it keeps us in more of a powerless position. And that we're just kind of going along on somebody else's whim versus being able to guide and direct our own life and our trajectory. Yeah, definitely. So if there is somebody that's listening that would love to work with you, what's the best way to contact you? Yeah. So all of my digits are on my website. So if you go to genesiseeksinternational.com, you can find all kinds of ways to either book a complimentary consultation. You can follow me on social media. I do a weekly newsletter that just helps leaders just keep actionable tips. I keep it short and sweet because I know there's no, who has time, no, just short, sweet, actionable nuggets that people can take. And just to keep that leadership stuff fresh and on top of mind, you can sign up for the newsletter on the website, all of that stuff. And there's also phone numbers to, to reach out and contact if you want to do it that way as well. Perfect. I'll put those links down below. Genesis, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise. Sure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes, definitely. And if you're listening, you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone and have a wonderful week.